And so uh, t- tomorrow's Valentine's Day, so we're going to talk about love today. But I'm going to continue a little bit along the lines of, of being connected to the heart of God. Um, this great association between uh, love and faith. And how, well, uh, uh, his main theme was that um, everything that we draw from God is, is based upon a deposit of faith. And it's in what we, it's the measure of faith that we, is built up inside that determines how we experience. Uh, The proportion of our faith determines our gifts and our abilities to be functional even in the body. And so, uh, uh, but I saw this with regard to, because remember, what did we talk about last week? Can anybody help me? Everybody's on the spot. We, We talked about abiding. Abiding in the vine and and how our life is 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 requires that requires being connected to the to to our our Savior, our source, but then the body of Christ also. And so um, there's a necessity of applying faith to this, though, that I want to make a connection with here today. And so there's a vision of faith that is very powerful that together with love, it enables the power of God in our life that's amazing. Uh, But it requires both of them together. And we want to look at this. You know, I, uh, you know, my mom used to say this, this, this term uh, or this phrase. I think she was talking to my sisters mostly um, that uh, love is blind, but the neighbors aren't. <laughs> so, you know, I think she is encouraging them not to have too much PDA in front of the house on the way home from their date or something. I, I think that's what she was. Of course, she didn't have to tell me that at all because that wasn't an issue for me. But anyway, uh, but, but but anyway, th- th- there's a truth there, though, that it, it that really is. Ha- have, have you ever seen somebody and you think, I- I've heard people say this, especially ladies. You know, ladies like to talk about these kinds of things. <laughs> that, that um, man, I just don't see what she sees in him. Have you ever, have you ever, have you ever said that or heard a thought that, you know, it's like, wow, I do not know what's going on there. That guy is lucky, or vice versa, you know. Um, but 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 there is this element where love is selective in its sight. It disallows some things and then sees other things that everybody else doesn't see. Thank goodness, my wife has love glasses. <laughs> I don't think those are the love glasses, but. <laughs> But, but there's this necessity of, of an ability to see things differently. And that's, that's the, real, the, the crux of the relationship between love and faith. Because what does faith require? Love speaks things that be not as though they were. It sees things that are there that everybody else doesn't see. Right. Amen? And so when love is the source of that sight, it gets empowered with the, with the power of God. Amen? And so uh, I'm just calling this, this it's, it, it's love. It, 
it, it's the element that, that, you know, we got, again, we got uh, Valentine's tomorrow. But man, the source of love is God. It's not good feelings or what somebody looks like or, or whether or not you're compatible even. It's what God has to say about some things. So we're looking at this connection, though, this necessity of being connected to the heart of God. And, and, and the bottom line is what I see is the heart of God is love. But what is his love? And, and it's kind of like us with our kids. If you love your kids, do you want them to be poor? Do you want them to be sick? Do you want them to be any of those things? If you're really a very good parent, you want your child to be clean. You care if there's wax in their ears or boogers in their nose. You care. <laughs> you don't want them to go out of the house. In fact, you want them to have clean underwear on just in case, you know, there might be an accident or something and somebody finds out, you know. You, you don't, why? Because you care about your kids, right? <laughs> and our father loves us way more than we love our kids and he cares about every part of our life and if that's so he doesn't care just that we're with him he wants us to be blessed with him he wants us to be provided for wouldn't you think <laughs> i would think so and he's not so sovereign that he likes some people better than others He's not so sovereign that he's just going to decide whether he wants to, 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 to bless somebody or not. He is so sovereign that he prepared ahead of time out of a heart of love to make sure that everybody has the same access to the same blessings that are right from his heart. Because this is the heart of God. Amen? It's love. It's love. So Galatians 5, 6. <clears throat> so love is what gives faith power. You know, sometimes when we're talking about faith, we, we talk about just, you know, you can do all things by faith. Can we do all things by faith? But the problem is, it's not just everything we want. What is the motivation? What is the heart of why we're, we're, we're speaking to something, to a mountain to be removed? Well, when the heart becomes connected with the heart, this is why connection is so very important because you don't have any confidence to speak to something unless you are connected to the one who has given you the motivation to speak to that thing. Does that make sense? You're free to say that makes sense anytime you want. Okay, <laughs> that makes sense. All right. Galatians 5, 6. So here's the connection part. When you were placed into the anointed one, don't you like how that's stated? When you were placed into, you weren't just uh, in the vicinity of. <laughs> I'm so grateful that we can come in here. How many have sensed the presence of God? I love the, the manifest presence of God. I just love to worship him and just, just have peace and have rest and joy, you know. But it's not just that. He says, uh, I've placed you in to the anointed one and joined to him. This sounds like some connection, doesn't it? That sounds like, you know, when you're connected to somebody, <laughs> when you're connected to somebody, when they take off in a certain direction, you're not going the other direction, are you? <laughs> you know, <laughs> you, you don't get to just have your own way. When they move, you move. When they stop, you stop. Why? Because you're connected, right? 
So when he placed you inside and joined you to him, now everything that was happening before, circumcision and religious obligations can benefit you nothing because that's not what he's about anymore. He's not about just what you do and what you don't do. In fact, what you do has nothing to do at all about it. It's grace. It's mercy. Amen? But that's not all. It's up to us to stay connected to the grace, to stay connected to the mercy. Amen? Because as soon as we get disconnected, he can take off in another direction and we don't even know it. If we're not connected, Remember what we've been talking about, but staying connected is staying connected in our minds, what we're saying. I love this song today. We sang prophesy. What's so powerful about that? Because we're declaring who we are connected to. Yeah. We're, con we're declaring that who, when, when they move, who we're moving with, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So all of those can benefit you nothing. All that matters now is living in faith. Drawing from the source of life that is ours in Christ. But it's not just faith. It's not a formula. It's not something that if you just do these things right, but it's faith that's activated and brought to perfection by love, by the heart of God. This is why Oh, I love this so much. Uh, you know, I've, I've, I've been, <laughs> and I'm sure it was just my own perspective, but I, I've had perspectives of even what faith was about that, that I got kind of discouraged with because there wasn't this connection to the heart of God. You start to connect it to the heart of God, and now it's inevitable. It's inevitable that these everything that my father wants for me, I'm going to want too. Amen? So it becomes very necessary. Pastor Kim's going to help me on this. So what, what is love and what, what difference does it make? And, and, and how is being perfected in this love so necessary for faith to be powerful? And we're going to see that it goes both ways. For love to be powerful, faith has to be activated too. In fact, if we have a, how many have a love problem? <laughs> I have a love problem. That's why I'm talking today, because I have a love problem. You know what? If we didn't, if we didn't need what we get from the word of God, we just wouldn't have to show up and listen, would we? But I happen to need it today, so this is all for me, right? <laughs> so, so this is for me. I need to be perfected in love, and so I'm so grateful that we've been provided a way, and we're gonna get to that today, but we wanna look here first at just what love is. And, and this is 1 Corinthians. Pastor Kim gave me the whole chapter. No, the first, well, <laughs> and I thought, you know what? Maybe we won't read the whole thing. But so I just want to make some main points of, of what is in, in, encapsulated in, in 1 Corinthians 13. Want me to go? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Then I might. Well, I just saw something. You know, if I could borrow a couple people just to illustrate this. I need Daniel on the drum. Can you turn the drums on? I should have let you know this. I just need the symbol, and I, I want to borrow GP. So if you, if you read this first part of the scripture here, it says, uh, 1 Corinthians 13, it says this amplified. If I can speak in the tongues of men and even of angels, 
but have not love at reasoning, intentional spiritual devotion, such as is, is inspired by God's love for us and in us, I'm only a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. So, and another translation talks about eloquent of speech. If I have so, JP and Nadia have a beautiful... It's going to be a scripture. He can read it off sure. They have a, the language of French, y'all, if you've heard them talk. And it's very beautiful. It's very eloquent. So I want him just to read, maybe just read that First Corinthians 13. <laughs> okay, so listen, and you can read it slowly so we can really enjoy. Bask in the eloquence. Bask in the eloquence of your speech. Quand je parlerai les langues des hommes et des anges, si je n'ai pas la charité, je suis un mirin qui résonne ou une cymbale qui retentit. Et quand j'aurai les dons des prophéties, la science de tous, des mystères et toute la connaissance, quand j'aurai même toute la foi jusqu'à transporter les montagnes, si je n'ai pas la charité, je ne suis rien. Wasn't that lovely? Wouldn't you say that was eloquence of speech? You know, I can read it, but it doesn't, though I have the gift, you know, tongues of men, angels. So, but, but it was nice, wasn't it? So I'm going to have him read just, just a little bit again. And uh, are you on? Is he on? Can I hear a clanging cymbal? Oh, I need it more clangy than that. Can you turn it way up? Like way, way up. Is that the biggest clang you can make? Yeah? Oh, that's a little better. Okay, so he, he's going to speak. And we're going to have some clanging cymbals. Quand je parlerai le langue des hommes et des anges, je n'ai pas la charité, je suis un rang qui résonne et un Ok, you get what I'm saying here, right? <laughs> Thank you. Give him a hand. You did a great job. So I just had this little, little mini vision of that when, when I was preparing. But you get what it's, it's saying. If you don't have love, so we can pray in the spirit. We can think we're doing some great thing, you know, coming to Bible study, hearing the word, getting into our scripture, speaking the word, confessing the word, you know, doing all that we know to do out of our act of loving God. But if we're not loving others, that's what it sounds like. We can be eloquent of speech. We can be activating what we know, the power of God through our, you know, confessing the word, but if we're not walking in love towards others, and when I say walking in love, that's a whole other, <laughs> that's a whole other teaching, but believe, you know, and go into 1 Corinthians 13, I mean, when I say 1 Corinthians 13, you should know what 1 Corinthians 13 is, you should know that's the love chapter, if I walked up to you and said, what's first, you should know, oh, that's the love chapter, well, do you know what it says, and we, we need to, and I'm not going to get into it, because we've got, we don't have a lot of time, but the greatest things that we have, the ability to speak the word, the ability to prophesy, the ability to uh, access the power of the spirit, they are all worthless without love. That noise is what God hears in his ears. It, we do not have activated faith without love. So there are some people that I know that have said, well, I've been believing God, I've been confessing the word, I've, you know. And I'm not seeing results. Well, maybe you need to go check your love walk because 
And there's and and like he said, it's not something we can do in and of ourselves. It takes getting in the face of God and asking God to show us how to do this. Because I guarantee, and oh, I hate to tell you this, but you're accountable for what you know. And if you don't, there's a scripture that says, if you don't do what you know is right, it's sin. I'm sorry. <laughs> and I hate to tell you, but you're going to probably be able to um, walk in this probably either tonight or tomorrow. Because it seems like everything we teach on the next day, you have an opportunity to exercise what you just learned. Mm-hmm. And so, but it's, it's, it's kind of like, you know, when you go to school, you learn some things, and then there'll be a test on Friday. There'll be a test on Friday. Well, today we're teaching some stuff. There'll be a test on, on this tomorrow. <laughs> you'll, you'll probably get to exercise what we've talked about. But love never fails. Love never fails. And, and we say, oh, yeah, love never fails. Love never fails. And this isn't the love that the world is trying to push, where we just accept everything, be all things to all people, and just do whatever, you know, floats our boat. No, this is the love of God that is a supernatural love where we see the very best in others. And one of the things that I I was telling him this morning that kind of occurred to me is because faith is an act, you know, faith without works is dead. If you're not doing something, and I read something in my devotion yesterday, it said that works is a fruit of your faith. I'd never heard that before, that works or doing something about what you believe is actually a fruit of what you're believing in. So if I say I love somebody and, oh, I just love them from a distance, but I don't ever do anything to be present with them, I don't ever speak to them, I don't ever love them in word or action, I'm not really loving them because Faith without works is dead. And so if I'm saying I'm loving somebody from a distance, I need to show love. If he told me that he loved me, you know, 33, 34, almost 34 years ago, and he never said anything, he never did anything, tomorrow's Valentine's, you know, if he never did anything to to show his love to me, um, I would question if he really loved me. I would say, your faith, your love is dead. I don't really believe. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. There has to be some action to prove it. And then love only sees and magnifies the best. And I know you're probably going to want to say something about this, but this is the challenge for us sometimes is when we see, you know, all of us have been mistreated. All of us have had reason to get upset. But the problem with looking at what someone's doing to me is that's not love. Jesus could have went up that that hill carrying that cross and said, look what everybody's doing to me. And it would have annihilated the power and the ability, the supernatural ability he had to lay down his life. There's a supernatural ability that God gives us to love people. But if we focus on ourselves, we become a victim and we, we develop a whine. You all know what I'm talking about. We have a whine in our voice where it's just all about me. It's what that other person is doing wrong to me. Love doesn't do that. Love doesn't complain. Love doesn't look at a suffered wrong. It always believes the best. It forgets yesterday and is always looking forward. Amen? Look it up in the Message Bible. I don't want to do it right now, but it's interesting what it says that love does and is. It's very kind of to the point, but I really like how it says it. Did you want to say something on this? I'll wait. Okay. And then the last one is love activates God's heart in all things. It activates God's heart in all things. 
So we, how many, you know, we want to be pleasing to our Father, right? And the way we do that is by walking in love towards one another. I know there's lots more you have to say about this, but, and it's become a phrase, oh, I'm walking in love. You know, the just live by what? We live by faith. And how do we live by faith if we're not walking in love with people? You know, it's really interesting because we, um, I don't want to elaborate too much, but, you know, we've had, we've had church hurt. Everybody's had church hurt. If you've been in the church, you've been hurt because <laughs> there's people there. And, uh, and one of the things that we've, we've gone through and overcome and gotten the victory from uh, through another uh, church where we were at before, we got reminded of it this last week. And uh, we got sat right next to the pastor where we were. And it was like, whoa, Lord, fact, what are he you? Was, he was in the video. He was we in just the video <laughs> that y'all saw. It was like, what are you doing, God? <laughs> but you know what? I wasn't touched at all in my heart by it. I knew, you know, that I was able to. And I tell you that because I want you to know we're human. We go through things as well. And, and we have been super challenged with some things. And it was like, it just, it actually, I... I kind of felt like I needed to reach out to him because I felt like he was uncomfortable, you know, so I wanted to bless him and help him. We're okay. We love you. We're okay. And that, that's love. And I think there's power in that. And when you are able to do that, you, you gain, you know, like I said earlier, you, you go from faith to faith, strength to strength. I believe we've gained some strength and some an, an increase in ability when we are able to overcome like that. Amen. You know, just... Real quick on that, uh, I actually had it come over me how honored I was to have been to served <laughs> under him during that time, and I and I just didn't even remember some of the other stuff. You know what? That that's that's uh, that's work of the spirit. <laughs> you know, and it's and it's powerful and it's effective. You know, the 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 biggest thing whenever we're being challenged in love is is is. Uh, a, a potential for harm in us from somebody else, you know? And uh, sometimes it's not so much the, the challenge in that relationship, but it's how we respond to it. Right. And if, if we, and this is how uh, faith and love together become very powerful. When you become, um, and I'm thinking about it with re, with regard to God's approach to us. This is how we can, we only love because God loves us. We're, we're only able to. And so if that's true, then we look and see, okay, well, what is God doing to me right now? <clears throat> the only way God can love me is by faith. Because <laughs> I don't give him a whole lot to go on other than that. You know, um, it doesn't matter how good looking we are, how well we can speak, how how talented we are. It's nothing because God is a perfect God. He requires perfection just to get close to him. And so this is the power of the cross. Because what he did in the cross is he enabled it to be that now when he looks at us, he looks at us by faith. So, and, and what, what's the motivation of that though? It's not just to look at us a different way, it's love. What's he seeing when he looks at us? He's seeing somebody that's complete, somebody that's perfect, somebody that's right. And this becomes our assignment then. And Jesus said, you just don't love 
people that are close to you. You love your enemies. Yeah. Well, how in the world are you going to do that? <laughs> Same way God loves us. So we'll look at this because it does have to become something that becomes your life. You know, it's not just about you being a sweet person. And, you know, a lot of times we can say, well, that's just not me. I'm just let go and whatever we think we are. And it doesn't matter who did what. In fact, the greater the offense, the greater the responsibility to say, okay, I have the means. In fact, Jesus was very adamant about this. He said, you do not love me unless you do this. You can't love the Father and not be practicing this towards somebody else. So, man, I better get some skills going in this, right? How do we do that? And I think we've got some good clues here. You want some good clues? So it's very important to see what that is, though. There's a reason why love doesn't see those things. There's a reason why love uh, <laughs> activates God's heart and enables the power of God in our lives. And, and it's because it has to do with faith. Why does God like faith so much? It's how he operates, isn't it? He, he operates by, by faith. And the only way to please God is by faith. It doesn't matter what else we're doing for him. It's only faith that pleases him. And so I'm going to make a connection here to, to how... Uh, Faith with love becomes some, a, a way that we can begin to develop love that isn't just a wishy, squishy feeling, but it's an actual skill. What are we doing? And, and like she said, we're going to have opportunities today. Yes. Satan guarantees it. Everybody else in our life guarantees it, that there's going to be a reason. And that's why we're told to love. Man, if you can see this, this is one of the greatest opportunities to grow in faith. And I believe that this is why Jesus has given us the command to love more than anything else. It's because you don't get into the power realm of faith where mountains start moving until you can move your own heart to respond in a God way that sees something other than that blaring offense that's right in front of you. <laughs> right? So Hebrews eleven six, but without faith, it's impossible to please him. And I'm thinking, you know what? I want to be connected to the heart of God. How many want to be connected to the heart of God? It's hard to be connected to the heart of a God that's not pleased with you. <laughs> it's hard to have confidence towards God when we know that he's not pleased. How is he not pleased? Well, he's not pleased when he's told us something about, about our life, about our relationships. He's declared something about that and we choose to see something else. The thing about faith is it challenges us to see into the realm of God. And the realm of God is not the natural realm. The realm of God is the heart. The realm of God is the work of the cross. The realm of God is something that is perfect no matter what we're looking at. Amen? And the power of that is it enables perfection where there could never be otherwise. This is why God insists on this. He says it's impossible for you to grow in me. 
How did we come to Christ in the first place? We didn't see him in sandals at the front of, that, of the auditorium saying, come up thither. <laughs> no, we believed in a God we could not see. We were told something that, sound, that, could, <laughs> that in some realms you could call it a myth. But we believed something that was not clear. According to our conscience, we are to be condemned. Anybody out of that? I'm not. According to my own conscience, apart from the mercy and the love of God. Amen? <laughs> so, he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who do what? Diligently seek him. So he's already prepared a reward. All we have to do is seek him. His, his preparate, preparation. That's why I keep using that. Uh, that's the word for today. Preparation. I'm, uh, I'm, is, he, is that even a French word? Oh, it is. I was just taking an English word to make it French. All right. Okay. All right. So what is faith? We'll just look at this because if it, if it requires faith to please God, we're just going to look at some simple things because I don't think it's really all that complicated. We just have to get in line with it. Amen? All right. So what is faith? And we'll just look at a few things here. Romans 4, 17. It's talking about uh, Abraham here. That's what the scripture means when it says, I have made you the father of many nations. So, so God shows up with Abraham who hasn't, hasn't had a child yet and he's nigh into 100, right? And he tells him he's gonna be the father of many nations. Well, first of all, he's gonna die pretty, so, pretty soon himself. So there's no way there's gonna be a nation come from him. And yet he says this to him. And in fact, he takes him out and tells him to look at the stars, look at the sand, look at all these things. What, why? Because he's gotta look at something other than what he's been looking at all his life about himself. And God always does that. He takes you and he shows you something beyond the obvious. And that's faith. But you have to have eyes to see it. That's why he gave him that opportunity to look up and see something else, like you're saying, instead of what was in front of him. He had him look up at the stars. And a lot of times when we're believing God for something, we have to see it before we can. There were some things that I was believing God for, and I said, God, you're going to have to show this to me with the eyes of my spirit so I can get a hold of this and see it. So whatever you're believing God for and and by faith, but but in that place of love, you've got to see it ahead of time before you can sometimes hook your faith to it. And that's what he did. He did. You know, and I believe he wants to do that with us too in a pract in practical ways. But I was thinking about that because we're going to get to some other things we can look at because I you have to look at something yeah. by faith. You have to look at something else. And Abraham didn't have what we have to look at. Right. And so God takes him out and shows him natural things. Um but but he actually went on what God said for a long time. Even the little bit that God told him. He said, you're going to have a son. He didn't just see stars. When he, he saw his son, too. He saw, he saw something that wasn't there. And he said, he is our example and father. For in God's presence, he believed. In, don't you like that? In God's presence. In the presence of God. He was connected with God. He was he was hooking up with God. He said, this is where I want to be. I'm not going to turn away. Because you know what? He had an option. He had an option to just look at this. He could have mocked God. 
He could have said, I'm not going to act. I'm not going to live like that's true. But he did what God said based upon what, uh, 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 faith. Mm-hmm. Amen? Yeah. He is our example and father. For in God's presence, he believed that God can raise the dead. But see, this is a reference to Isaac, isn't it? Mm-hmm. He was going to take his own son's life. Right? And he believed God could raise the dead. He, he believes God can do anything. And call into being things that don't even exist yet. Man, Abraham is the dude. He didn't have, he didn't have a television preacher telling him this. He didn't have, you know, things to listen to all the time to encourage him in his faith. <laughs> he just had God. And we have God. Amen? We can do the same thing. We need to take the example, though. Amen? Yes. And, and we're going to see this has to do with love. We're going to make the connection here. We have to be living in the fullness of this. And man, I, I'm taking this to heart. Are you going to take this to heart? Yeah. All right. So <clears throat> the present perception of the unseen. Mark 11, 1. Now faith is the substance of, I'm sorry, Hebrew. What did I say? Oh. They're brothers, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Hebrews 11 1 <laughs> I was calling Ryan or David Ryan this morning okay. now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen what, what do you think of when you think of substance let's think of something I have right here that represents something else that I can't see amen so what it's saying here is that it's going to adjust our perspective on something and without an adjusted perspective, there cannot be faith. <laughs> Unless you're seeing something other than what is being represented right in front of you, faith is not involved. You know, it says in a scripture somewhere, as soon as something shows up, you don't need faith anymore, do you? And it takes no faith at all to not walk in love. <laughs> Because all you're doing is going based upon what you see in the natural. But to walk in love, you're going to have to see something else. Man, can you see the connection here? How necessary this is? If we're going to walk in love, we're not going to be able to see what the neighbors see. (laughs) We're going to have to see deep. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) All right. So there's a process of heart and mouth when it comes to faith. How many are familiar with this? Yes, right? It has to be a heart thing, but then it can't just be a heart thing. There's going to have to be an action. There's going to have to be a declaration. It's in the declaration that the power is released. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness. Man, I'm thinking about what is righteousness? That's where things are right. Why do we need love? (laughs) Because we need to see right when there's wrong. You see that? And that has to come, that has to come from a heart first because you have to care. Otherwise, you just don't even care. You're not gonna apply any effort to it because you don't care. 
This is why we need the love of God to, to, to be rooted inside and cause us to care enough to do something about a situation where not love needs to be applied. Oh, man. And with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. So what happens first is there's a vision of righteousness. There's a vision of rightness. But a vision alone without a movement doesn't produce salvation. What is salvation? That's when the unseen is brought into the scene and there's reconciliation. Yeah, that's good. Isn't that good? Yeah. Wow. So we're, we're applying it to love as we go. But can you see what faith is? Faith requires seeing something other than the obvious. This is why God says, you know what? To please me, you're going to have to see something other than what the natural world around you is telling you. And and, and it can't be something that you just do once in a while randomly. It's going to have to be your life or you can't do it. You have to walk in it or you don't walk at all. Amen? So love's faith-activating vision. Okay, so what happens? Uh, Love actually will activate faith. Ephesians 1, 4. For he chose us in him before the creation of the world. Don't you like this? You know, some people get hung up on this and they say, well, I don't think I was the one that got chosen. I think he chose somebody else. But you just don't know who he chooses. Might choose you, might not. I believe he chose all of us. Amen? Now, what I really like about this is that French word I've been saying over and over again. Preparation. This is something that love has to do in advance. It has to prepare a response. And this is where faith has to get involved in the preparation. Because... For there to be a response, it's not just going to be a flesh response. God has to get involved in its preparation. Can you see this? <laughs> so I, I, let me just read this. It says, for he chose us in him before the creation of the world to what? Be holy and blameless in his sight. So he's seeing something Quite different than the neighbors are seeing. Amen? Yeah. <laughs> He's, he chose, before, before, long time ago, before the creation of the world, he actually already began in love to see us like a good parent would see their child. Clean, no wax in their ears, and no stripes on their underwear. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> All right, come on. <laughs> this is where the rubber meets the road. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. Come on. That was funny. All right. <laughs> so, so God, if we're going to love, this, this isn't just God loving us. This is God loving us by faith. Can you see that? So, to be loved by God is, is a great opportunity to get a real instruction in faith. Because he sees us holy. 
He sees us blameless. Is that in his sight? So, and this goes completely opposite of how we feel about stuff. We we want to condemn ourselves. And God's saying, no, no, I already see you right. You just need to seek me. You need to come to me. He predest in love, he predestined us for adoption to sonship through Jesus Christ in accordance with his pleasure and will. Don't you like that? To the praise of his glorious grace, which he has freely given us in the one he loves. Don't you like that? Do you see the necessity of faith for love? Man, this is wonderful. Because now we have a way. We can look at something else. We can stop rehearsing all this negative stuff that keeps us from loving. We have something else to do. We can take the image that Christ has given us in his word. And it's just like God taking us outside and showing us the stars, showing us the sand. He says, look at this. Look at this. Now, when you look at somebody else, no longer see them after the natural. See them in Christ. Jesus laid down his life for them just like he laid down his life for me. Now I can begin to, but you know what? This, this does not happen just because we heard a sermon about it. Faith requires action. Faith requires acceptance into the heart. Faith requires application of what you've seen. I guarantee you, Abraham said over, over and over again, he said, like the stars, like the sand. He kept rehearsing that, that reality of who God said he was. Amen? I'm the father of many nations. All right, Colossians 2, 9. For in him dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. And who? You are what? Does that, does that, are you missing something? Is something out of sorts? No, you're complete. So God saw, he, he preset in love a determination of how he sees us. He's looking at us right now. He's seeing us perfect. Amen? And because of the power of his perception of us, we can come to that if we choose. The power of his love doesn't impose it upon us. It just prepares it for us. Isn't that good? He does not. There we go. Thank you. Finally, somebody did it on their own. All right. All right. You're getting your 20 later. Okay. And you are complete in him who is the head of all principality and power. <clears throat> Partly what I just want to see in this. We're almost, we're almost done here. But partly what I want to see in this is the power of faith for our whole life, not just in relationships, is connected to God's love for us. He sees us complete in every way. Amen? He sees us financially secure. He sees us mentally sound. He sees us completing our purpose. You know, to me, sometimes that's the biggest thing in my life that I want. I want to fulfill my purpose. Right. I, want to be, I want to be excellent at what I've been given to do. Right? Yeah. 
And when, when God sees me, that's what he sees. And you know what? Because, because he's made that clear in his word, now I can begin to what? First of all, love, allow his love to be completed in me. Now I begin to say, if he said that about me, that's how I'm going to see me first. You know what? He didn't say, love your neighbor like you love God, did he? He said, love your neighbor as you love yourself. So what, how do you love yourself? You take the same things that God says about you and you begin to see them in spite of anything else that you're experiencing in your own performance. <laughs> Amen? And what that does is it allows you to become so secure in yourself in the identity that you've received by faith from God that now you can begin to apply it to somebody else. Anytime there's a love problem, there's a security problem. And Titus has so many good, such good stuff in it. But Titus 3, I'm going to have her read this. And while she does, can you... Can you <laughs> I'm not, I'm, by faith, I'm going to say this is really going to be good. I have a little song I want to sing. Can, can I sing a little song when we get for the ending here? If you want to read that, no. Okay. It's Titus 3, 4 through 7. It says, when the extraordinary compassion of God, how many know his compassion is extraordinary? Of God our Savior and his overpowering love. I love that. It's overpowering love suddenly appeared in person. As the brightness of a dawning day, he came to save us, not because of any virtuous deed that we have done, but only because of his extravagant mercy. Can you say that? Extravagant, extravagant. mercy. Aren't you thankful for his mercy? He saved us, resurrecting us through the washing of rebirth. We are made completely new by the Holy Spirit whom he splashed over us richly by Jesus, the Messiah, our life giver. So as a gift of his love, since we are faultless, innocent before his face. I like that part because it says innocent before his face. So that's where we've got to get to find out who we are is in his face. So as a gift of his love, and since we are faultless, innocent before his face, we can now become heirs of all things, all because of the overflowing hope of eternal life. And I, I brought this just to kind of illustrate, you know, I, they gave us this box while we were gone, filled it up, but I thought it was kind of cute. But this is, to me, was just like, okay, this is the box, the gift of love the scripture is referring to. And all I have to do is open it up. And when I open it up, there's, there's a gift on the inside. And all I have to do is what? I just receive what's on the inside. A gift isn't a gift until it's given away, but then you have to receive it, right? It's not just, say, well, here I have a gift for you. It's here. Never open it. I'm not opening it right now. But, and what does it say that is available? Available? Of course, there's all kinds of things. But in that last scripture, it says faultless. How many sometimes walk around just feeling guilty about some things? You just feel kind of yuck, like you're dealing with rejection or shame from your past or whatever. It also says that we've become heirs. Have you thought about that you're an heir of God, your sons and daughters? And that everything that he has, we're kings and priests. 
What do kings and priests do? They rule and they reign. We have authority to make a difference in our lives. It's Religion would tell you that it is because of just the sovereignty of God and whenever he decides. And the, how do we live by faith that way? The word says that the just live by faith. How can we live by faith? And we're just kind of waiting on the sovereignty of God to move according to whatever he might feel. That's not, he's given us authority. He's given us the ability to make a difference. He can do nothing more for us. He's already done it all through Jesus, through the power of the resurrection, his, his death, his burial, and his resurrection life that's been made available to us, that same spirit that raised Christ from the dead has made a change in us. And it's the love of God that's available to us that we can bring and make a change in others. Like he said, the neighbors are watching. <laughs> what a witness, what a testimony. Last night, I'll just tell this, and then I think he's getting ready. He just wrote this last night, so I was just reading. Uh, I do a lot of my study at home out of my regular Bibles, and I was looking in my Bible. I think it was... Um, it was the beginning of Revelation, and it talked about, uh, here it is, dealing with last things. Are we dealing with last things, quote, unquote, last things? It's right here. And it kind of occurred to me, look how much we've already gone through. Thank you, Jesus. And look how much we have left. So we really need the power of love to help us through these last things. We don't have much to go. We're in the last days. I can't help you with this one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Y'all love me? <laughs> All right. Let's see. Let's see good things. Don't you? I, I love, um, <clears throat> I love this being in the face of God. I don't know. I got, I got a fresh, uh, sweetness about that thinking you know when you get in God's face you know what he's seeing I, I, I used to go to uh, you know we used to travel with Brother Hagin and the thing about Brother Hagin is he'd have words of wisdom you know and he could see stuff you know and, and man you, you get a little worried you know if he's gonna see what you've been up to <laughs> and I think we can be that way about God sometimes and it's so good to know that God's not look he's not wanting to to condemn you. He's not wanting to look down on you. He's wanting to, he's wanting to, for you to grow in that vision of faith that he already has for you. Amen? And he just wants you to be restored in the fullness of who you are. So this song says, I'm going to read the lyrics here and, and you can watch along with me if you want. If you want to join in and sing, I might sing it enough to where you can sing it if you want. It says, this love that I received beyond what eyes can see, enables me to please the great almighty. Don't you like that? It enables me to actually walk in faith. I need love to walk in faith. So it's going to be something that's beyond what, what, what eyes can see. It's, it's only what I get with love. The power that knows no bounds, it speaks unto the mount, commands things to come out, and all things are possible. That's what happens in faith. And, and, and I saw, you know, even speaking to the mountain needs love. Speaking to the mountain needs this, this relationship with God where, where, where you're seeing things that be, where there's nothing, right? 
And it's love. That is the Father's heart. It's love that all things he would impart and the faith that makes all is possible begins to do its work where love's abiding. And then there's a little chorus at the end. I think we can all sing on that for sure. It just says, abide in me, abide in me. Love that removes all impossibilities. Come stay, remain, abide in me. All right, I'm going to give it a go here, all right? Received beyond what I can see enables me to please the great Almighty with power that knows no bounds, it speaks unto the mount, commands things to come out. All things are possible. Let's sing that again. This love that I received. Beyond what I can see Enables me to please The great almighty With love that knows no bounds It speaks unto the mount Commands things to come out All things are possible It's love That is the Father's heart Begins to do its work where love's abiding. It's love that's the Father's heart. It's love that all things He would impart, and the faith that makes all this possible to do its work where love's abiding. Let's do that one more time. This love that I've received beyond what eyes can see enables me to please the great Almighty. With power that knows no bounds, it speaks unto the mouth, commands things to come out.
Please. 